In the introduction to the Masechta, we mentioned that there are two types of Nadarim. Our Masechta talks about Nidre Isur, where one forbids something in benefit. But there's also another type of Nedar known as Nidre Hektish. Nidre Hektish is when one vows to bring a certain korban, or he vows to give something to the Beis Hamikdash, and as soon as he makes that vow, that item is viewed as belonging to the Beis Hamikdash. Now, though the entire Masechta discusses Nidre Isur, this particular Mishnah discusses Nidre Hektish because it's slightly related to the previous Mishnah. Now, the halach is that if somebody designates something to the Beis Hamikdash, and this is not a korban, as long as it's not a korban, one is able to redeem it onto something else. For example, if he designates a chair to the Beis Hamikdash, and that chair is worth 50 zuz, he is able to transfer that holiness, that kedusha which there is on the chair, he can transfer it onto something else like money. And then he gets 50 zuz of money, and the money will now have that kedusha, whereas the chair one will be able to benefit from, just like he did beforehand, and the chair would no longer belong to the Beis HaMikdash. Now the scenario in the Mishnah, the Gemara explains, is where somebody saw very strong winds coming towards his field, and he thought that there was a very high chance that it would destroy his field. And so he says, These young trees in my field, they should be a carbon, which we're going to explain, to mean that they should belong to the Beis HaMikdash. In Enonik Tzotzais, if they don't get cut down by this wind. Or, if there was a fire approaching, and it was going nearer to his cloak, and so he said that Talizai Karbin in Enonik Tzotzais, this cloak of mine should belong to the Beis HaMikdash, I'm designating it to the Beis HaMikdash, on condition that it does not get burnt. And then indeed it did not get burnt, and the field was not destroyed, so the tree or the cloak would be considered the Beis HaMikdash's now. But just like everything else which belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, which is not a carbon itself, Yeshlem Pidyain, the law that one is able to redeem it onto something else, like money, applies. The main point of this first half of the Mishnah is to show that even though we saw in the previous Mishnah that if one makes a neder out of his control, so he didn't really intend to make the neder, then it's not valid. This mission is telling us that in such a case, he did intend to make it hectic. This wasn't done out of his control. It's very common for people to make a neder in a case of danger, that if their entire field is not burnt down, so they'll designate the young trees, for example. So we do look at the neder as being a valid neder, and that he did want to really make the neder, and therefore it's valid. And just like other hectic, one is able to redeem it. However, if he said, These young trees should be hektish, they should be designated to the, to the Beis HaMikdash, until they are cut down. Or if he says, This cloak should be hektish until it gets burnt. In that case, one is not able to redeem them. The reason being that since he said it should be a carbon, uh, it should be hektish, until it gets burnt, so he's really including in his neder that if at any point between now and when it gets burnt, it is not holy, and it doesn't belong to the Beis HaMikdash, I want to make it holy now. Which means that even if he ends up redeeming it, the second that the redemption takes place and the cloak is no longer Hekdash, so it would become Hekdash again, because that was part of his statement at the beginning. And because of that, one is not able to redeem them and get rid of the hektish status from that item, because as soon as he redeems it, it will just become hektish again. Mishnevov, the next few Mishnayas until the end of this Perek, and then again later on in the Masechta, we'll have actually a couple of full Prokim discussing the same theme. 
And that is that when one makes a neder, even if the literal translation of the neder means one thing, we always interpret the neder according to Loshan Bene Odon, to the way that people generally speak. It could be there might be a word in the Torah which means one thing, but the way that people use it is to mean something else. When it comes to Nadorin, we go according to Loshan Bene Odom, according to the way that people speak, because that is the main understood meaning of what you're saying. And we're going to see many, many examples throughout the rest of this Perek and coming Prokim. de Hayam, one who makes a neder against benefiting from those who go down into the sea, those who spend time at sea on long voyages in the sea. He is permitted to benefit from those who live on land, on dry land, and who don't spend a long time at sea. However, if he makes a nether against those who live on dry land, he is forbidden to benefit also from those who take long voyages out to sea, because even those who go out to sea are still included in those people who live on dry land. They always need to land on dry land and spend some days there as well. So they're included in that, whereas people who never go out to sea are certainly not included in those who go out to sea. And the Mishnah says, We're not only talking about those who go in the sea in order to reach from Akai to Yofai. That's a very short journey out to sea. So certainly those people are included in people who live on dry land. But even even somebody who generally goes out for very long journeys out to sea, even they are included in those who live on dry land, since they also need to, draw, to, need to land and be on dry land sometimes. On who makes a neder from which literally means from those who see the sun. And if we go according to the literal meaning, then he will be permitted to benefit from somebody who is blind, who does not see the sun. However, the Mishnah says, also Apasumin, he is forbidden to benefit even from blind people. Because he only intended to refer to people who the sun sees them. So he wasn't saying those who see the sun, he was saying those who are visible to the sun. Even though that is not the literal meaning, that is what we understand from him, because if he intended to make a neder only against those who, people who see, but not against people who, bl- who are blind, so he should have just said, those who see. Why is he bringing the sun into it? Just saying, miharayim, those who see. The fact that he is talking about the sun as well, implies that he is talking about anybody who is visible to the sun. Now, according to this, he would be permitted to benefit from fish and other creatures who are underwater because the sun does not reach there. As well as that, a fetus who is in their mother's womb, they're also not visible to the sun, so you'll be permitted to benefit from them when they are born. But again, this is another example of following Loshan Bene Odom, the way that most people speak. Mishnah one of the ways to refer to women, when people were talking about women, they would say Mechusei Horeish, those whose heads are covered, because the custom in those days was for all women to cover their hair, even if they weren't married, the custom was they would always cover their hair. In addition to this, children would never cover their hair. So children were known as Mugule Horosh, those whose hair is uncovered. So if one was going to refer to women or to a group of people by talking about their hair, so when talking about women, they would call them Mechuse Horosh, those who hair, whose hair is covered. When talking about children, they would say Mugule Horosh. And because of that, if somebody says, He makes a neder against those who have dark heads, meaning they're covered by hair. They have hair on their heads. So he's certainly not referring to women, because women were known by something else. And they're also not referring to children, because they are also referred to by something else. 
So certainly he's only referring to men. However, I still would have thought that men who are bald and have not got any hair, they would not be included in the neder. However, the Mishnah says, Osr Bakerchen, he is forbidden even to benefit from bald men. The reason being that if he was intending to forbid only those with hair, he should have said, those who have hair. He should have said it explicitly. The fact that he is using this unusual expression of those whose head is darkened, that implies that he's talking about people, a group of people who, you know, once had hair. And for the same reason of the Valley Savis, it also includes people who are old and now have white hair. Because he's referring to people who were once fit to have um, dark hair. Because of the unusual expression which he said, and we're going according to Loshem Bene Adam. But as we explained, he is permitted to benefit from women and from children, because only men would be referred to as since there are other ways to refer to women and children if one wishes to refer to them by their hair or their head.